The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. You know, since I started the Sunranto show seven long years ago, um, well, I get asked all sorts of questions. Where to sit? Which tickets should I buy? What do you think the Cubs are going to do this year? Um, and sometimes people ask me who I should bet on. And uh, I have no idea who's going to win the game because it's baseball. But I do know that you should go to my bookie, mybookie.ag. Um, they have uh, live in-game betting props, uh, fantasy sports wagers. There's something for everyone who loves to gamble. Now, uh, they've got the best player perks in the sports book business, and they've been good to us while they sponsor the show, and we know they'll be good to you. Now, they're hooking up our listeners all month. If you visit mybookie.ag and use promo code RANTO when creating your account, you get a 50% bonus on your deposit. So if you put down 100 bucks, you get an extra 50 bucks. Got it? So that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, promo code RANTO. Their motto is, you play, you win, you get paid. Hey, if you never want to hear another ad like this, why don't you become a SunRanto subscriber on our Patreon page? You get your own RSS feed. What you do is go to patreon.com slash sunranto and for as little as a dollar you get early ad-free listening for example you're listening to this show two completely amazing days later well actually one of them wasn't so amazing it was an off day but uh yeah you're listening late so patreon.com slash sunranto join us won't you let's do a show Covey blue blood flowing through our veins Sitting in the bleachers in the rain We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game Let's go Cubby Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento and the lovable Lucy Mucho Scali Sunrento Michael Sunrento Cotton Sunrento and the lovable Lucy Michael Cotton you get when we get a sweep because heaven opens on the show i had to do a little chorus for that because <laughs> hey everybody welcome to the sun ranto show i'm danny rocket you just heard michael cotton screaming which means lyle aker isn't here but we have a very, very special, and I don't mean short bus special. I mean special in the way that, like, he's just an amazing human being. It's Evan Altman. You're making me cry already. Oh, you went Juliana Zobrist right uh, away, didn't you, Danny? Yeah, yeah. I've been reading too many Instagrams. Hi, Evan. 
How are you guys? I, I've never before uh, been let in by chanting monks, so this was pretty cool. Yeah, we pull out all the stops with the Patreon money, you see. You know, people subscribe on Patreon. They give us a dollar a month. We spend it on monks. Yeah, I, I have. Uh, I try not to pull out or stop, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why you have two, two children. But uh, Michael has two children, so I guess he's he's got something there, too. But um, yeah, welcome- I've only been laid twice, Danny. That's yeah. the difference. Yeah, well. It's twice more than me. So, uh, yeah. Me too. Wait, what, what, how does that, I don't know how this relates to kids. I don't understand what's going on. Are you telling me there's sex involved? <laughs> well, let's hope. Oh, no. Hold on. <laughs> oh, man. Hold, Hold on. on. I got to go have a talk with my wife, guys. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. Ask her permission. If you get, if you get the go ahead, <laughs> then we can have a Sunranto orgy podcast. But <laughs> there we go. Um, speaking of orgies, a couple of events coming up real quick. Bleacher Bum Band, Saturday, May 11th. It's my birthday, which is actually May 12th. But we're going to play at 5 p.m. at G-Man Tavern right after the game. The Cubs are going to play Milwaukee, hopefully beat them so that people are in a good mood while we play music. We haven't tried out the Cubs lose, then we play music thing yet. I'm kind of worried about it. But, um, yeah, I turned 45. I can't believe it. I, I, I mean, it's, it's almost 50. Anyway, come on that's, out. Uh, that's right in the middle, Danny. That's uh, like you've only got 45 more years on this earth. Yeah, right. Can you imagine redoing that amount of time again? I mean, uh, I, it's going to be, I, I it's gonna be a it. long downhill. I mean, come on. Don't you want to? I mean, I kind of don't really even believe that I'm ever going to die. Like I am <laughs> totally in denial at the fact that I'm going to get sick and die someday. And uh, so before I do that, come and watch my 45-year-old ass shake it on stage with the bleacher bubs on uh, May 11th. Also, uh, May 17th is the first Chicago Dogs. It might be the first game of the season. I'm not sure. But, but it's definitely their first home game. And you know they're going to throw Big Z's ass out there because he's like, the only reason you would pretty much go to a Chicago Dogs game, except for maybe getting a, a hat that says Chicago Dogs, and watch a little baseball, of course. I would I would love to go to a Chicago Dogs game. I'm super excited. So I'm going to go May 17th, get some tickets, come on out there. Evan, are you going to go to see Big Z at some point? I, I think I'm going to have to. Like, that is, you know, whether it's a, just a gimmick or not, like watching Zambrano pitch indie league ball is just, you know, and, and uh try to pump it in there. He says he's thrown like ninety five, which you know, they'll you know they'll have like a hot radar gun. Oh yeah. It's gonna be all kinds of wildness. I, I think it, <laughs> you, you gotta have to go. Yeah. I wanna see him throw out the first pitch, but it's a hot dog. And then somebody has to try and catch it in their mouth. I assume that's what happens at these games. Yeah, and you just whip a I, w- I mean, would you be willing to take, I don't know, say like a 70, 70 mile per hour hot dog to the to the choppers? You mean to try to catch it in my mouth like from yeah. a hot dog gun? <laughs> yeah, well, no, no, I'm, I'm talking Carlos Zambrano oh, whipping a hot dog at your face at about 70 miles per hour. Oh, sure. Just for the experience of having Carlos. <laughs> Listen, Carlos Zambrano can throw whatever he wants at me. And I will just try it my best to duck it. And if he, if I have to go down, I mean, you know, I've I've already uh, I was in the hospital recently, so I've already satisfied my yearly deductible. Might as well use it. You know what I mean? Right. This is the year. Yeah. Although I don't think I'm covered with dental, so I don't think I should try to catch it. Not in my the mouth. teeth. Yeah. Not the teeth. <laughs> 
So, yeah, I, I got to go. Evan, come on out May 17th. It's a Friday. I don't know if you're free, but we're, we're all going to go, or a bunch of us. It'll be, you know they're going to throw them out there the first game. And if they well, they're, don't. They're, if they don't, people are going to riot. Why else are people there? I'd certainly get a riot. <laughs> I don't know how to riot, really, but I'll bring an air horn. <laughs> um, but I, one thing I'm excited about, I don't want to spend the whole show on the Chicago Dogs game uh, that hasn't even happened, but um, I, you know they're going to have a hot dog gun, which I'm super excited about, which I, I've always wanted. A, a hot dog launcher, I believe they call them now, so, you know, in this these trying times. But um, right. anyway, I'm really excited. May 17th, buy yourself tickets, meet us there. Um, also, I'm directing a show at Second City. It's on at Thursdays in June. It's called Mixtape Rewind. Just go to secondcity.com and uh, it's, well, just Google it. Mixtape Rewind, Second City, and you'll find it's the first thing you can find. Thursdays in June, come see it. It's like 10 bucks to come. So, um, and uh, now nah, I'm not, well, let me give you a little hint. You might want to come the closing night. Just, that's all I'm going to say about it. But there might be somebody in the audience that you might want to see. Just saying. Ooh, Juliana's decided to go? Uh, getting warmer. Uh, I'll, I'll let you each have one guess. Who Who's going to be there? And yes, it is Cubs related. And don't wear Cubs shit if you come to the closing night. Like, you know, <laughs> don't look like a fucking asshole. Be like, oh, I just happened to wear your jersey. Oh, no, don't I just wear the band that you're don't wear the band T-shirt of the band you're going to see. Correct. Yeah. You got to wear a Def Leppard shirt to a Metallica concert. It's just yeah. it's just the rules of rock. Um. No, all right. Evan, what's your guess? John Baker. No, but I mean an obvious good guess. I, I, yeah. You know, I couldn't come up with anything, so I was I felt under pressure to. <laughs> like to Danny perform. only knows one baseball player, <laughs> like it just, and it's true. I really do only know John, but but and I don't know this person who's coming. So, all right, then uh, you know, used I was I, already, I I said Juliana, and you said no. So I'm going with I'm going with Kyle Schwarber. I think uh, he wants to sing uh, some show tunes at the mixtape rewind. Yeah, one guest per show. You're gonna have to use that guest next episode. Sorry, Michael. <laughs> but so and that's already used. So now you got to wait like a week and a half. Um, also, Golden Girls Lost episodes. It's playing at Hamburger Mary's, uh, which is in Andersonville here in Chicago. And uh, if you want to come, if you're a fan of the Golden Girls and you like drag queens doing the Golden Girls, which I really know who wouldn't like that because that's just entertainment. Um, handbagproductions.org. Handbag. It's hard to say. So uh, let's talk about the Cubs. Uh-huh. Um, let's start some, with some really... Uh, you know, the, the news of the moment, and might as well just, just get the elephant in the room, you know. I don't, why do they call it an elephant in the room? Because you can't miss a fucking elephant in a room. Oh. Do you know how big the room would have to be for you not to notice there was an elephant in it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I suppose if there was an elephant in the room I'm currently in, I w- couldn't fit in the room, for example. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, well, uh, Addison Russell... He's going to go live with the monks in Des Moines. Uh, Ooh, whoa, whoa, whoa. We've been told that we won't get any more of our exclusive access to the Cubs if we continue <laughs> with this conversation. <laughs> it, yeah, but, you know, that hasn't really stopped us before. So let's just. Oh, and they've never given us any access either. So I got to I got to sit with Craig Kenny one time or twice. 
Hey, Evan, Evan can attest to this. He was there. Yeah, not anymore though. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure those privileges uh, have been lost to all of us who have been critical. Now, I think that's the way it works. Yeah, you're just standing uh, on the other side of a bridge with uh, with a, a a book of matches that's been spent in your hands. Right yeah, now. basically, it's uh, that's it's. Although it's it's kind of funny, you know, because you think about that stuff. It's like, what are they going to do to to like you or me? It's like we're not we're not big enough for them to really bother with but if, if they wanted to really do some crazy stuff and people decided to jump out at them and really, really you know cause them some shit we could do it pretty quick yeah I, they should be nicer too i mean they are pretty nice to us i'd say for the most part but um now let me but let me ask you about this particular cuz i've never been threatened by anybody um, but I'm pretty small potatoes. Uh, I, I would consider you to be more like, you know, you're a, a, a bigger potato, <laughs> with, you know, <laughs> just in that you're publishing constantly, you know, you've got a, a great readership over at Cubs Insider. And so they're noticing what you're doing. I feel like the Sun Ranto show flies under the radar pretty, because if they really heard our show. See, they can ease more easily read what you write than they can hear our show. Even yeah, though they can hear, they just don't want to. They're not like, I'm not going to listen to that shit. You know? the... Go ahead. No, I'm just saying. So I, I would like your opinion. You know, have you ever felt any kind of pressure put on, on you from the Cubs about what you would put on the blog? You know, I, I haven't. Um... I did a while back, so this was uh, 2015, when uh, when beer prices looked like they were going up. There was like an artist rendering at CubsCon that had uh, had a beer price at 10 bucks, and I wrote about it, and I got an email from the Cubs that was like, hey, that was just an artist rendering. We haven't determined prices yet. Can you, you know, uh, do this? So it wasn't like, hey, asshole, we're never letting you back. Fix this. But, yeah. but it was like, hey, you know, this is maybe not factually correct. Um, yeah, now it's yeah. now it's twelve dollars. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. I'm like, but it, but it is going to be ten dollars. Like, it's going to be. Yeah. You know, why why are you trying to fight this? But right. So at no point though, have you ever thought to yourself, I'm going to have to change my site name to Cubes Insider? Oh, there's there's been times definitely where or I, cupboard I wonder, insider. I, yeah, I've, where I've been worried, like you know, of the limited access we do get, they're definitely going to cut this off because they could. I mean. What are they? What are they going to do? It's not like they got to pull a credential from me. They just don't send me an email to say that you're invited to come to this thing. Yeah, you you can't <laughs> you, know? you can't host your own table at social media night anymore, Evan. <laughs> you yeah, know? it's like they don't have to tell me anything. All they have to do is just not tell me that I can do stuff. They don't have to tell me I can't because as it is. Right. You know, we can't even get credentials to spring training games or or to do right. No, we're paying um, to get in there. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like a ticket like everybody else. Um, well, let me ask you this too, because and both of you should weigh in, in on this. Now, what they're mad about is people writing because we saw the fluff pieces about Russell that came out. That is, hey, the publicist went out there. They said, hey, who's the guy that wrote it? I always forget his name. Um, Bill Bear, that one. Or are you talking about the, the one uh, where he was compared to Tiger Woods, like coming back? Oh yeah, that was Bob Nightingale. Nightingale, yeah, Nightingale. That was such a garbage piece, and it was such a you know such a what do they call that when they you you have to pay? It's got like a it's basically a commercial for prostitution. 
Yeah, I believe it's prostitution. <laughs> it was one of those prostitute pieces from Nightingale. And, uh, you know, so, the, you know, that's the kind of stuff the Cubs want out there. But, you know, there are nobody even wrote anything super negative about Russell except for that they didn't want him there. But a couple, like, uh, is it, who's the guy that came out from Sun-Times today saying that, you know, Russell's a great shortstop and should be the guy? Oh, oh uh, Phil, Phil Rogers. 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 Now he's, he's with Forbes now. Because he's not even he's not even covering, you know, a beat for a local paper. He's writing it for Forbes. But he wrote that he wrote something like immediately before uh, the big interview with Melissa Reedy, right? Addison Russell's ex-wife. Like he was going on about how the Cubs need to bring Russell back because of the. And then he went back in on it again last yeah, night. Double down. He, he went in on it this morning on like a whole series yeah. of tweets to explain himself and tell everybody why they're wrong. And he made it and worse. Ev- he just kept every stepping tweet in it. Was worse. Yeah. He just kept stepping in it. Yeah, that was kind of entertaining. I I enjoyed uh, Michael Sarami's uh popcorn gif. Yeah. yeah. I you know what? I had popcorn this, eating uh, gif. I had this down Enjoy for it. a TFC for later, but since we're talking about it, uh a guy named Bennett Carroll, I wonder which member of the media was threatened if they talked negatively about him. That was, that was his take. What do you mean? So uh, uh, he, he was insinuating that Phil Rogers is the one that got the call. Uh, oh yeah. So now, now he's acting like he's acting the, uh, the tool of the, the team. Right. But- and now, and now he's coming out with these tweets that he just can't get off of because he's so frightened by the Ricketts uh, cutting him off. So, so I never got to my question, and my question is this. Is it fair for the Cubs – I mean, I don't think it's fair to have the Cubs you know, tell anybody what they can and cannot write, but is it is it stupid of the Cubs, I should say, for them to even be trying to influence people's reaction to Addison Russell and the domestic violence that he's been suspended for and the decision to send him to Des Moines and oh, how that all fits into it instead of having him to having him in Chicago? Like, is this just more just, you know, Ricketts bullshit being like, handle this, you know, let's clean this mess up. So, yeah. So, I mean, this whole thing. If you follow it back to when the Ricketts took over, right, whether it's them, whether it's the people under them, their efforts behind the scenes and have mirrored really what they've done from a public relations perspective, which has been kind of this bullying, you know, out muscle people, talk louder, be more brash and and just push themselves around. And that's that's happened. That's the rooftop owners. They've tried to do it with Tom Tunney, even though they still got defeated uh, despite their efforts to throw money at a, at a competitor of his. And, and they've done that with media members. And it might not be threatening, but I think they've they've absolutely they know they're the Cubs. They know they're the king shit in town and they're going to act like it. And that's just we, we've seen that time and again. And so. It, none of this stuff is really surprising. Yeah, to me. it's not out of character, right? I mean, hey, let just hire a PR firm and let's whitewash the whole thing. And you know, and because those like fluff pieces about Russell, the prostitution pieces, um, you know, they they were they were embarrassing, and it's just like. Yeah, and they were the wrong kind of message, I think, to put out there too. And I just don't think Russell's even. Who knows what he's doing, and it really is none of our business. But I think that they do kind of get the point, maybe, that Chicago doesn't really, for the most part, want him here, or at least we're split. Well, they're but they're not reaching out 
to those of us that pay a ton of attention. They're reaching out to the 85% that don't fucking pay attention that are just, you know, they go to the regular jobs, catch a game every so often, you know, look at the score later, all these, you know, douchebags that are out there saying, well, you know, if, if Russell's a good player, then, you know, what did he do that was so bad? I don't think I saw that story. You know, they're saying stupid shit like that. They, they don't care. Right. And that is like the vast majority of people who watch sports really just don't give a shit. It's the people like us that have, you know, made this like this hobby into our entire fucking lives. It feels like sometimes that are pissed about it. We're the ones that are really into it and we think it's ridiculous and we see it every single day on Twitter, uh, on Facebook. In the right, just like looking at the Cubs website right now, I see the fucking, you know, Addison Russell stories. We can't get away from it. So it actually seems like a big deal. And most of us don't like it. Well, we hate the fact that our team is being represented by a person like this. Well, what percentage of the decision to send Russell to to live with the monks in Des Moines? By the way, Evan, did you know that um, Des Moines means the monks? I did not, and yeah. that's why I was I was somewhat perplexed by your continued usage <laughs> like, of that uh, <laughs> that phrasing. And so now it's all come together yeah, for me, the, and I, I feel I feel like I'm in the loop now. So I, I thought I, don't I should crazy. I thought I should explain myself if you don't speak Google Translate French. <laughs> so, yeah, Evan's sitting over there going, what? like just in his head, like why does he keep saying like Is this some sort of like therapy session that he's got to go to fucking live in a monastery? Yeah, might do him some good. But how much is the this decision a baseball decision to have him in Iowa, and how much is it a decision uh, a PR decision? I mean, I I think it's a it's a mix. Like if you if you look at all right. Javi Baez like blasts another home run, right? I mean, the, the, you're not going to move Javi off a shortstop right now, right? Like that's just crazy. Yeah, let the him guys keep who are doing second or better than Russell too. Yeah, and and I think that's part of it, and that's the also the meathead thing that I see on Twitter that they people aren't really getting that you know Addison Russell is not 2016 Addison Russell, and if you think about his contribution to the team or lack thereof. You know, he got suspended at a pretty critical time last year. Meanwhile, they're putting out Daniel Murphy, you know, at the statue <laughs> at second base and and we and they're and the Cubs are, you know, having to move things around to even feel the team. You know, to me as a fan, like the dude let the team down, you know, and not just his criminal actions, you know, notwithstanding the most important thing, but like you know, it's just like I think that it, I mean, I guess my opinion is that I think there's quite a bit of PR in this move to be like, whoa, I, you know, because he, people thought that we, we might have a short memory about it. Yeah. And I mean, some people out there do have a short memory because they keep talking about this baseball stuff. But like you were saying, Daddy, he got suspended. But prior to being suspended, him dealing with all of that yeah. was killing his on field performance. And I'm sure killing the clubhouse. Oh, God. Well, it definitely fucking killed the clubhouse once everything came out and then they had to suspend him. I think that caused some serious problems in there. And then they got uh, Daniel Murphy and, you know, all these guys are answering questions they never wanted to answer ever in their life. 
Yeah, and it's unfair that they had to answer them because, you know, it really is none of their business in a way to, you know, it's a personal matter. Um, so right. let's, get, and then let's no talk about what they good. said, they got killed. Yeah, yeah, because they're, because they're not prepared to answer these questions. But let's talk about something good, and it's something that uh, was on Cubs Insider today about uh, Bryant coming out of it. Yeah, Evan, tell us all about these loud outs that we, we've been hearing about. Yeah, so it's pretty, you know, and, and it, what's funny is, like, it goes one of two ways. You put something out like that, you're like, holy shit, every one of Bryant's hit yesterday, or every, every time he hit a ball, it left the bat at at least 105 miles an hour, which, you know, absent context, maybe not a big deal. But when you also think about, okay, he was he was hitting against soft tossing guys. The hardest pitch he hit was 92. So he's turning the ball around. One of them was 31 miles an hour faster than what it came in. So he's crushing the ball. Only ended up with one double. But, you know, normally you keep doing that, and it's going to result in a ton of hits. And that's but that's not the Chris Bryant we saw early, early on when people were worried about him. Like it was legit. He looked bad up there. He was leaning into stuff. He wasn't swinging well, but he's he's fixed his uh, his hand path, if you will. He's got his hands set right. He's clearly jumping on pitches, and he's beating the hell out of it. And so that was the first yesterday. Like I said, four hits or four four batted balls. He only had one hit, but four batted balls, hundred and five or greater. Last time he did that was in 2016, and I think we can agree that that, that was probably a pretty good uh, a pretty good season for him. So there's a feeling that he knows what he's doing. Now it's just a matter of hopefully getting a couple of those things to fall, and I think we can all feel a lot better about what he's doing. Yeah, tonight he went 0 for 2 and took a bases-loaded walk. So in the, the second game of this Mariners series, I mean, I was, kind, him. I was kind of noticing, you know, just even – at Wrigley Field, because he was hitting a lot of, like, lazy fly balls and stuff and kind of, like, rolling over on pitches and striking out And um, you know, at the beginning of the season. And you're right. He, he looked so uncomfortable. And I don't think we've ever seen him look that uncomfortable. Like, you could even see it in his face. Like, he, like the emotion in his face just being like, ah, oh, I used to be able to do this. You know? And I don't know what it was because it, it – I mean, I I don't know if we've ever seen a Bryant slump slump, but is that what this just was, or did he just get something mechanically hitched? Or yeah, I mean, we saw if you look back, who was it, twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen? One of those, like the month of July, he had just a brutal July uh, a couple years ago, and you know, clearly snapped out of it. But it was just his funk, and I think what you have is this combination of, you know, he was hurt last year, he went with that whole two handed swing. He, he didn't have the swing speed. He didn't have, you know, he was, he was pushing too hard and just he knew he had to be there for the team. And so I think that that carried over a lot to him, right? He got back into things. He was doing really well, got into his workouts. But there's a massive difference in hitting with your old man in the cage in Vegas and facing live pitching. And there's a big difference in facing spring training pitching and then facing these guys who, if you look at the way they were pitching him, it was a totally different book that pitchers had on him. And so he had to make a few different adjustments. I think it just it messed with him on a few different fronts. And I think he was one of those guys. If you talk about this urgency thing and, and when players are, uh, you know, John Lester said these guys are kicking themselves in the butt and this urgency, like that was on Bryant, dude. You know how bad he felt for having such a bad year and being hurt? Like you shouldn't feel bad for being hurt, but he did. I mean, this guy is supposed to be the leader of the team and, and really pick him up, and he didn't. And I think that kind of carried over. And it just took him a while to get comfortable and 
when that happens, when this guy gets hot, he's going to be able to carry them for weeks at a time. We haven't seen that yet, but I think it's coming. Yeah. I, you know, and last year, because he was hurt, he had a built in excuse. Like he played through it and did his best, but there was an excuse for why he couldn't do it. And like Danny said, he looked, you know, confused and uncomfortable out there to, you know, it's like, I think he did feel fine, but yeah, he just, he just wasn't putting it all together. Well, he right? sh- he should feel a little bad considering he hurt his shoulder on the teacup rides at Disney World. Well, the the teacup rides can be brutal. I mean, when they hit the brakes and everybody slides to one side, it's it hurts. Yeah, well, he's got to give up this <laughs> Disney obsession. Uh, I would love to actually see the teacup rides all hit the brakes at once. <laughs> I <I'd, laughs> just watch children and families smash into each other. I'd Be watch amazing. that. I'd watch that YouTube video. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so it's it's really nice to see him coming out of it because, you know, I mean, let's face it, who's been carrying the team? It's been kind of like Hayward and Contreras, you know, Bodie to some extent, you know. And, uh, you know, and everybody's like, well, how long is this going to work? <laughs> you know, Javi, of course, I'd left him out. But, um, you know, it's but it, if you can get Rizzo, who seems to be coming alive, Again, now, um, at least he's pounded the ball out of the park the last two nights. And uh, and Bryant hit, hitting the ball, you know, spanking it to all fields. I mean, this offense looks super potent, and they've already been potent because even Hayward, didn't Hayward go three for four tonight? I believe he yeah, did. He, he got a couple of really he, – he had, like, one of those bloopers that dropped. Like, that's that's what you love to see when guys are going hot, when they're getting hits to drop that shouldn't. You know, and, and like he's busting it out for a double because the guy's kind of jacked around and couldn't field it. And it's like, man, everything is going right for him right now, as opposed to, you know, in, in, in the past when nothing went right. So it's I feel good for him that these things are hitting. You know, he's he's getting the home runs. He's driving in runs. He's moving guys around on the bases like that guy, you know, again. It's been a disappointment from an offensive standpoint, but gosh, it's nice to see him carrying the team at times. I'm so happy for him. Yeah. Like he, after he such is, a rough start at Chicago, you know? Yep. In this month, through the first full month of the season, 329, 438, 529 slash line. Uh, the guy's got five home runs. He's he's halfway to breaking his Cubs uh record. <laughs> yeah, and you know, on th- and on pace probably to hit the most homers in his career, right? He uh, is. Yeah, what's the most in his career? Is like 17 or something? No, 20, 20, 20, 25, 20 yeah. something, 20, whatever. It's in the 20s. It's I should know yeah, that. Yeah. But well, we'll just guess. Throw out a number. Who cares? It was for the Braves. It probably screwed us. He probably hit three of them off of us. Um, Or, or as a Cardinal. I I don't remember what he did. I kind of, kind of blacked it all out. Um, So let's talk about this Mariners series uh, real quick. Uh, 27. Oh, well. In 2012 with Atlanta. Yeah, I don't know if he's getting to 27 this year. But if he does, ooh, that's a nice that's a nice year because we've got a few other guys that can easily get to 27 as well. Yeah, it certainly seems that way. Javi hit his um 10, number 10 tonight. Number 10 tonight and he uh and it, well, he hit what four in the last week or something like that, right? Um so uh, you guys stay up for that late night uh Mariner series? Last night? Early. No, I did not. I, I actually fell asleep. You're an hour com- earlier. I know, but I I get up at 5 a.m. And I'm laying in bed watching it 
And uh, right after Rizzo hit his homer uh, in that like commercial break, I lost it and I was asleep. So I, 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 I watched it, but then I was so disgusted by Steve Ciszek's blatant display of emotion <laughs> at the end that I just turned the TV off. And yeah, who does he and, think and he is? Pedro went to bed disgust. Who is he? Pe- who does he think he is? Pedro Strope? Come on. That I could son of a bitch turned his hat sideways and pumped his arm. <laughs> I could not believe the hot takes this morning. I go and like as soon as I get up, I check the score, you know, on uh, Cubs.com and I'm like, oh, this is good. And then I get to work and I and I fucking check Twitter. And I'm like, why is everybody pissed off? <laughs> like the Cubs won a, a tight game. They came back a couple of times. Uh C pitches well, you know, and just because he gets excited. Cishek pitched in uh, Seattle, right? Like he was on that team. Well, yeah, it that is the he blew the save in the game where Lust, Lester hit the sack bunt that scored Hayward. Oh, right, the, he, the twelve inning. The, yeah, Cishek Wrigley gave up three in the ninth for the Cubs to tie it for it to go what twelve thirteen whatever it went. But everybody's acting like oh, it's just a game in April, but. This is a team that he used to pitch for, and maybe he didn't leave, you know, under the like the best circumstances. Maybe he didn't like the people there or something. Like, or maybe it's just that competitive fire that somebody who doesn't bring you back, even though everything's good, like you just want to fucking beat them. Right? Well, it was I a- mean, I go by McDonald's and I purposely don't stop there to eat because I used to work there and I hate them. <laughs> I'm I'm sure that's exactly what it was like for Steve. I C. get Shack. out and I fist pump right in the fucking drive through. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Take this. Um. So uh, this is actually one of my TFCs. Uh, Mark Potash uh, tweeted this out. Who's got a little check mark by his name? Have you ever even heard of this guy? No, but his hot takes because he's in. He's like a, the prototypical old white guy hot take artist. Okay. Yeah, the, the last name actually says all you need to know about the content of his takes. Well, what he said was C-Sheck celebrating an April victory like it's the last out of the World Series. That could come back to haunt the Cubs. How? Oh, oh, because the the Mariners are off to a hot start and apparently uh the Cubs and the Mariners are on a, a direct course for a World Series fucking showdown. Yeah, Vogelbach hits a grand slam walk-off homer in Game 7 off C-Sheck. Well, <laughs> to be fair to him, he was actually correct in the in the immediate because the Cubs actually would have had a combined no-hitter had the Mariners not been so pissed off about C-Sheck, so they ended up getting one hit. Tonight, oh, yeah, right. So did. that would have been a no hitter. That cost the Cubs a no hitter right there directly. <laughs> oh man, DFAM, we're done. Yeah. John yeah. Lester only went seven innings tonight because he had that one hit. Otherwise, it could have, you know, could have been a career, career game, career defining game for him. We'll get into game two, Michael. Don't get ahead of yourself there. <laughs> um, the Cubs won game one, six to five. That was a fun game. Um, you know, started off great. Uh, Descalso, uh, he hit his second homer of the year. So he's kind of on pace to do what we hoped he would do. Hit 10 home runs and, you know, it, but he, he's been great getting on base a lot and you know, kind of been in the mix of a lot of uh, great Cubs rallies with two outs. and Well, and that was the leadoff shot, right? Yeah. Which Descalso is actually uh, 
I, I don't know the exact numbers. I think he's about five times worse if there's nobody on base. Like if there's nobody on base, it's like he's he's up there just fucking flailing away. Gets he's got like a one fifty average or some shit like that. But like when people are on base, he's hitting like five hundred. So for that to be a leadoff home run, I mean that's a big deal for him. Is, he's over the Schneid. Uh, Al Mora led off tonight. Um, and not to get into game two that I just yelled at Michael for, but um, right, we're talking about yeah, the leadoff yeah, homer from game one, and now you're talking about fucking Al Mora. Well, <laughs> because I want to talk about leadoff hitters. God um, damn it! Because Al bring up leadoff Al, hitters. Al Mora went zero for five tonight in the leadoff. Uh, we should have had a production meeting. But <laughs> but <laughs> is uh, here's my question to you both: Is Daniel Descalso your favorite Cubs leadoff hitter? Or and if not, who is? At this point, I would say it is. I mean, I, I'd kind of like to see Hayward get a shot up there, to be honest. Uh, but Descalso right now, I think, has done really well. Yeah, and they both they both be coming from the left side, which gives you an extra step to first base. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Zobris has been pretty good in the leadoff, hasn't he? Well, it has been has Zobris been good? Well. I mean, in he he yeah, saved I think the maybe day. Maybe I'm being I'm being swayed by just the Zobra's love that I always see on uh, Twitter. Yeah, yeah. In the leadoff, he's not necessarily great. Um, he's just I don't know. How about the greatest leadoff hitter of all time? I mean, Anthony, Anthony Rizzo, Rizzo should always be leading off. Yeah, hit his sixth <laughs> home run in this game, and then he stole a base. So the dude's got like some wheels. He's been working on it. I'm Dude, kidding. I could not believe the wheels. Yeah. Because they, they went for him, and they did not catch him. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I love all the, the gifts that come out. I, Evan, you're a GIF saying guy, aren't you? No, I say GIF. Oh, you say GIF. Yeah. Do you know right any way. GIF people? Who are these people that say GIF? Julie Julie DeCaro is a GIF person, I know for sure. Or a GIF person, oh. I know for sure. Oh, well. Really? <laughs> No wonder that people are so mad at her on Twitter all the time. Yeah, that's, that, that's really what it is. <laughs> that's what it's, it is. it's funny that's not just filling up her mentions. I wonder what else they don't like. <laughs> so, uh, and we got to talk about the big homer, the heroic um, Schwarber home run. Like, you know, as he was rounding the bases, you know, he, he did not hot dog it at all, but you could tell he was super proud of himself. He's had a rough start to the year. I was really nice to see kind of the stoic sort of I did it look on his face as he ran around. Wasn't that nice to see? I mean, Kyle Schwarber, uh, you know, oh, and here's the best part. You guys know what pitch he did it on, right? Was it uh, a curveball? It was it was a it was a breaking ball. Some it was off it was an off-speed pitch. It Which was, is I, nice to see because he's been fooled so badly on so many of yeah. those. It didn't bounce in the dirt. It was kind kind of hung up there for him. You know what I mean? It was not a good off speed pitch. It was one that he obviously hammered. But um, you know, just a just a so a play like that when you can come up big, put your team ahead late. You know, that can do a lot for a guy's confidence. I can do this, and that's the look that I saw on his face. And um, I heard uh, Chris Comka uh, tweeted out that uh, he dunned. And I didn't know this was a phrase. Have you heard of this? Dunning? I have not. It's when you walk, homer, and strike out in a game. Oh, you, Adam Dunn. Adam Dunned. Yes. <laughs> you have done true outcomes. Yeah, so that's a done it's a done deal. It's kind of it's kind of uh, full of uh lots of uh Easter eggs. 
I'm going to definitely keep that on the show. And a uh, little trouble in the infield. Uh, Javi kind of giveth and taketh defensively there. To, uh, they, yeah, they were kicking it around a little bit yesterday. Cubs are not the strongest defensive team. That was one of Picota's complaints about us when they put us in last place. But, I mean, what are you guys thinking? I mean, you could talk. We could get back into the Russell versus Javi at short argument. Or you could just uh, say, what do you think uh, Javi gives you defensively? I mean, obviously he gives you magic. <laughs> but uh, what is what is Javi giving you defensively out there that um, that hey, what's going on? couldn't be replaced? Did, did we lose Evan for a moment? I don't know. He sounds very quiet right now. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, I think he's talking on the phone. Hopefully he's... Oh, okay. Well, um, hopefully he's not getting terrible news from his doctor right now. Right. <laughs> he's so like, did, I'm dying. Oh, no. And we hear it all the podcast and I never, don't even cut it out. I know. <laughs> hey, uh, sorry about that, guys. I just uh, I, I got the score is having me on early. So they just called. So, yeah. OK, yeah. Get out of here, Evan. Oh. Thanks. Thanks for coming on and sharing just, your vast. Wow. Wisdom. Super big time in us. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm trying to do. I wanted to do that on the air. So I could just stay middle here, of the uh, show. Yeah. Everybody yeah. needs to know that Evan planned this from the beginning. Yeah, he he just watched was, the show on big time. Oh, that was like my emergency call from my friend on a bad first date. <laughs> hey guys, sorry, the score is calling. <laughs> oh, I see the score. That's what you call your new girlfriend. I gotta go wash my hair. <laughs> well, wonderful. Have fun with Julie. I'll tune in right after we're done recording this. And uh, if you guys take if you guys take callers, we could continue this conversation. Perfect. All right, take Thanks, take it easy, Evan. Bye. Later. So yeah, where, where were we? Somewhere in game one of this. Uh... How, how funny would that be if somehow we did just continue uh, the podcast, but on the score? Yeah, I, I think we could three-way call them. Why not? So uh, anyway, this this was a really fun game to watch. Uh, you know, you know, people uh, on Twitter last night. It must have been just because it was a late night game, but I couldn't believe how many people were like lambasting Javier Baez because he didn't hit a home run or a, even a, a did he even get a hit? I don't even think he got a hit last night. I don't know. He 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 was flailing. No, yeah, I think we he went did over five. Hit. He struck out twice. But oh, they're okay. like, but they're like, somebody was like, Javi's in a slump, and I tweet him back. I'm like, he hit three home runs this week. <laughs> He's not yeah. in a slump. <laughs> like, I mean, they're arguing one with me. game. He gets fooled by one pitcher. The next pitcher doesn't fool him. Yeah. As shown today when he hit two more. Yeah. The the fact is, I don't want to hear anything bad about Javier Baez. He's doing everything you could have ever dreamed of and more. <laughs> so, and his defense. Oh, I'm sorry. He only hit one today. I thought he hit two. Well, it, yeah, that wasn't today. That was a couple days ago. I don't know. Yeah, he, he hit one and then a double and he was all over the fucking. Two doubles uh, today. Two doubles. Yeah, see, yeah. he was all over the place. Like, he was killing it. And I don't know if the Cubs turn that double play in the ninth inning if it's not Javi's cannon of an arm that's right. turning it, you know? So, and, but yeah, they were kicking it around even at the end. The only reason well, there was somebody on what first did he base. Have, he only had, I don't know, I only remember seeing one error. He may have had another error in that game yesterday. Well, there was one play, um, that, yeah, there was the one where he threw it away. 
There yeah, was, but that was one of those. That was a weird play because Bodie should have like got he it. Had it. Bodie should have got it. Yeah, and I then totally he agree. let it go, and then Javi rushed to throw, and then and I think he killed an old lady in the first row. I know he did. <laughs> um, that was the 2016. Maybe hit a little harder. The 2016 uh, end of the World Series play. That's a little bouncer to to Bryant. Oh He's God. got it. <laughs> Throw over to Rizzo. So, um, yeah, anyway, I think that even though, you know, Javi, you know, how many errors does he even have this year? Let me look this up. I, I know he's probably, I, leading, I got it right he's here. probably leading the team. He's No, actually, Bodie's leading the team. Javi's got four errors um, on the year, which, I mean, for a shortstop, you know, you don't want more than 20. He's on pace for slightly more than that. Or well, and I know this there. is this is going to sound fucking stupid, but he yes he has four errors. He hasn't played a ton of shortstop in the last five years. Well, also he gets to but he, a I mean, lot. He of, has he gets his opportunities. I don't know. He's he's he gets the balls that he shouldn't get to. Right. He, well, not only well he can he gets to the balls in the in the short outfield left field grass. And he cannons them to first base and gets the guy on plays where the eyeball test, you know, we watch a lot of baseball. So you can usually tell by where and how they hit it, just even off the bat, whether that's got a chance of being a hit or not. Javi has thrown out runners that my eyeball test said, oh, that's a hit. That's going way into the outfield. There's no way he guns them from short. Javi does. And then his turn at second is quite impressive. He's, I mean, and plus he's like just grinding out there and making magic happen. And so, I mean, when, it, when Russell's like a, oh, it, Russell's like a slick shortstop. You know, if you had to compare the two, that is that is true. Russell is is very slick. He's very smooth when he's out there. Javi it, is not quite as smooth, but but his arms better, way better than Russell's. Right, but he makes he makes glove errors in the fact that he's getting almost to balls that he just shouldn't be getting to. Michael, do you know how many glove errors I've made in my life? <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, and I know he played a lot of he he played a lot of shortstop last year. Prior to that, he he wasn't doing a ton. But yeah, every time he's gone over to shortstop, he seems to make more errors than he does over his second, but everybody he, does. He has way more opportunities. Yeah. Right? More yeah. people hit it to short you know and right up the middle that he's trying to get to and stuff you know and i mean nobody was i don't know he he just looks so good at second like it's almost like he's playing against his own reputation at second because like he'd run like out to the right field fucking wall and like (laughs) argue with hayward and want to like catch the ball and shit like that like he was all over the place at second and now that's kind of his job and, you know, but it's just, it's a harder job. Yeah. Uh, Cubs turn three double plays too, which have a lot to do with Javier Baez, you know, the, and the, the, the one they threw out D Gordon, who's no slouch when it comes to running. No, he's a speedster. So um, Cole Hamels wasn't amazing. But he wasn't terrible. I mean, he got seven strikeouts and lasted 5.1 innings. Um, two, oh, he, because of the errors, 
only two of the four runs that were were given up when he was out there were earned. So, uh, you know, he just couldn't fight out of the adversity uh, that his team created for him, I think was kind of part of the problem with this, with this start in a way, knocked him out early, probably. It wasn't a terrible start. You know, really, he had seven strikeouts. In yeah, you know, it was, it wasn't, right? it's what I mean, but it wasn't like, you know, you're not going to be like, oh my God, Hamels was incredible last night. I've never seen a pitcher, you know, but you're not going to be like, man, did Hamels blow? You know, it was like a good outing, you know, it kept the team in the game, um, you know, got out of some sticky situations and um, didn't get out of others. But in the, in the end, I mean, all's well that ends well, six to five, they won. Um, I used uh, Lyle's uh, Brad Brock Scooby-Doo joke on Twitter, and it, it went over great. Oh, I told that to my wife, and uh, we almost got divorced. Fair. She hated it. Yeah, pretty bad. Um, and Kinsler gave up uh, his first run since the first week of April. So, you know, um, I know that we all kind of look at Brandon Kinsler and we have a bias against, like, what he was last year. But he's been pretty damn good, except for he yeah, gave up the, a run. he's he's definitely been better this year than he was last year so far. Yeah, so. and um, you know, just to we we didn't do the state of the bull penis tonight, but um, just to kind of remind everybody a little bit, there are you know the Iowa shuttle has been somewhat successful. I read a piece by Brett Taylor over at Bleacher Nation about uh, how since the first week of April, where we all know the bull penis was terrible, um, that uh, the Cubs have had the best ERA from the bullpen. So it's been good. And you can thank guys like Brad Brock and um, Kinsler for that. But also there are reinforcements reinforcements coming. Xavier Cedeno, the lefties rehabbing, uh, Monty you know, should be back soon. I mean, he's been starting down in Iowa. And right. It's just so, like, you, you get a taste early on in the season, and it takes a little while to shake that. Like, it's still nerve-wracking when they come in. Yeah, yeah, but just, I just want to assuage everybody's fears. Like, things are, I mean, the Cubs have won a lot of baseball games lately. I don't have it right in front of me, but it's like, you know, they've only lost, like, five times in, you know, three weeks. Yeah, <laughs> so. apparently, Despite earlier predictions, <laughs> yeah. uh, they're a pretty good team. Yeah. I want to go back and listen to, like, maybe the third show we did of the season <laughs> when the Cubs oh. were, like, two and seven. We're like, ah, the Pagoda. Between, <laughs> between our show and uh, Ivy Envy, all of us fucking gave up on uh, Jason Hayward. Like, we all quit. Like, the same fucking, like, within – Two days, we were like, eh, we're done. Too bad for the guy. He's never going to be any good. The guy fucking blows. Like, it's a waste of money. All this stuff. Like, everybody we know said it. And then all of a sudden, it, it was like that freed him. No more pressures. Yeah, pressure's <laughs> and- off. <laughs> so, and the pressure was off uh, in game two. Oh, wait. Before we leave game one, did you see Eddie Vedder sitting with Theo Epstein? At the game. I did not see him sitting with Theo Epstein. I saw him sitting with Chris Chelios. Yeah, they were all together. I didn't see Epstein. He wasn't there the whole game. He might have gone down there to, you know, give give old Eddie a a rub and tug real quick. Somewhere probably trying to trade Addison Russell, maybe. 
on his phone. <laughs> so um, anyway, Eddie Vedder, I guess he had a great time at the game. Uh, and right after, he called into the Sun Ranto show. So oh, I, I get, yeah, Eddie, Eddie called and left us a message. Yeah, and if you're a famous rock star and want to call uh, the Sun Ranto show, 872-216-5375. I don't often give that number out, but I should. 872-216-5375. And here's our message from Eddie. Uh, this is uh, Eddie Vetter and even flowing cops and Theo go to party you know he kind of talk he kind of talks like he sings little bit little bit yeah yeah i didn't i, I, didn't I can hear that yeah i didn't understand a word so um yeah uh oh maybe eddie vetter told him of a buddy of his that he went to high school with that might help us in the bullpen this year because <laughs> uh you know theo likes those old guys yeah any anybody any any pearl jam fan He's got a tattoo of Pearl Jam like on his forearm. Yeah, he's he, in. He's in. So no, it, it's uh, you know, it's so nice of Eddie to call in. Um, I wish we could understand a goddamn thing he said, so that we could maybe I don't know respond to him intelligently. But I got nothing to say to that guy. <laughs> but speaking of old guys, John Lester shut down the Mariners tonight, which is really impressive considering the Mariners have a pretty potent offense and we, sh- he shut him out. Um, well, co- apparently, 11 zip. Apparently T-Mobile park is uh Coors field up in the Northwest because lots of home runs going out of there. Yeah. Contreras hit his eighth. Rizzo hit another one, so two nights. Number seven? Yeah, number seven. Um, Baez hit his 10th, and that one went oppo to the deepest part of the park, so that was that's out in any ballpark. Um, Javi, two doubles. Uh, also, another – he hit a double in that inning that he also hit a home run. Um, so, it's six, <laughs> run, six runs second, and uh, I was thinking, like, you know, this is great for John Lester. Last time it was a squeaker game when he came back from his injury. I think they lost 2-1. to one. That's when Almora homered late in the game off uh, Kenley Jansen. But um, the Cubs, you know, we're going to talk about it in a second because you Darvish is pitching this weekend against the Cardinals. The Cubs really need to give this to Darvish a huge lead, sec- like have a six-run second so that Darvish can settle the fuck down. And just coast, you know, and start, you know, dialing up there at 97, 98 again and feeling confident that he doesn't have to pitch so finely. You know what I mean? You know, I think he's getting there, though. I mean, just based on some of the homers he's given up, I feel like he's not trying to be as fine as he once was you know what I mean like I feel like he is trying to gun some past him right over the plate because he's getting rocked but he he, I don't know he pitches okay like he's not blowing anybody away right now but it you know because he's getting caught right over the plate yeah but I I don't think it it feels different though right like it feels like he's challenging people to hit the ball 
and a few of them are hitting it like fucking hard. Yeah, but yeah, out of the park, and and he's throwing it so hard that you know they don't even they don't even have to you know as Evan said earlier about Chris Bryant turning around. <laughs> you know, and with the with their own bat speed and power, you know, they can just like kind of they can bunt a home run if it's going a hundred. You know, not bunt. I mean, you know, I'm being yeah, yeah, no, hyperbolic, but yeah, there there's just a, a a little bit of you know, hit it in the sweet spot and let it go. Well, and if he's fucking pumping it right right into your sweet spot when you hit it, like which that seems to be like when he misses he misses kind of in that spot right right in the middle of the plate. Like yeah, it's, well, yeah, the meat, <laughs> the meatball, yeah. Yeah, it is a meatball. It's a 98-mile-per-hour meatball. Yeah, it's a, it's a fast meatball, but it's, it's hittable. And, you know, that's the thing. It's, you know, these days, you know, it used to be that, you know, you it, the fastest thrower, like, mostly through 90 or whatever, like in the 80s and stuff. And guys couldn't hit it, you know, if you 95, that was really, really fast. You know, now, like, not only do you have to throw 100 to be, like, a you know, really elite flamethrower, but you have to throw 100 with movement because if that shit's too straight, they're going to hit that. Oh, yeah. And it's going to go a long way. So, um, because you didn't have to turn it, baby. Yeah. No, but, well, let's get back. Let's well, let's talk about Lester uh, yeah, Lester, yeah, because he's the guy that did it tonight, and that's what I'd love to see out of Darvish. I mean, what a great outing! You know, he so is the Lester that can lead this team a long way. Like as he's been the ace of this staff for a while, and uh, he pitched well his last time out coming off the injury, but tonight he just killed it. Yeah, he he went one seven innings. Hit. He one hit one walk but he had eight strikeouts but just you know he's he's pitching you know a lot of guys like we talk about all oh, wily veteran type of things john lester is really doing that he's got a 173 era right now yeah i, I mean and, and this is the old guy this is the guy that Pakoda and this show was writing off as they're like, well, we'll take what we can get. He might be getting into the Lackey years. Well, John Lackey, I don't think, had a 173 ERA in his whole career. Right. His average pitch speed is uh, 90 miles per hour. It's like three miles per hour lower than the, you know, the MLB average. And, uh, you know, but his and, spin rate. There you love go. the spin rate. The spin rate is uh, almost on par with the MLB average, just slightly below it. Uh, you know, but he's also three miles per hour over on the average exit velocity. I love these numbers that we get now. <laughs> well, I know it's so much to digest, and obviously, all you're saying is when the ball's spinning, it moves strangely and gets, you know cuts around and makes it harder to hit. And of course, uh, hitting the ball hard has always been good in baseball. Now yeah, we know how the hard. Ball harder. You should get more <laughs> hits, hits, but that's yeah. not working for him against him because he's putting it where he wants it. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't really know what to do with all that, but I do know that it worked tonight. And, uh, if this is the John Lester, we can get even like half of the season, like half the time that he pitches like this, you know, boy, we're just we're 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 lucky. We're lucky to see a guy towards the end of his career 
um, still fucking dialing it. I mean, you know, he's just so sound, physically sound human, and he's mechanically sound. And I think that's going to just kind of save him through any adversity. Like, he, you know, he just does what he does, and he's been doing it a long time. And I, and he bounced back from this injury. I mean, I know it was just a hamstring tweak, but, you know, he's 35. Well, and you're saying he does what he does, but, I mean, in reality, he doesn't do what he does. Like, <laughs> what? he used to just, he used to just, fucking pump the ball in there like he had all the speed and all right, the power right, right. needed. now he's doing it different yeah that, and that's what i mean like he's adjusted he, he right and not everybody can do that to the effectiveness that we're seeing out of him now like all of these peripherals you know the the hard hit balls uh you know the velocities down, all that stuff says that he should not be having a season that he's supposed that he's, he's having. Right he should now. not be pitching um, seven innings of one hit ball against a potent offense. No, right against an offense that has a shit ton of runs and homers. Yeah, yeah. in uh, in Coors the, Northwest. At, yeah, in in their ballpark. Yeah, where they've hit shit loads of home runs and yeah, ju- and. And he and didn't, as we saw the Cubs do. Apparently, it's easy to hit the ball out at sea level. Yeah. Well, and he didn't. He didn't even uh, give up a Lester tonight. So I mean, well, just the one hit and single. And the other exciting thing is uh, Dylan Maples came to shut this game down. Pressure was obviously off in an eleven to zero with an eleven to zero lead, but. Maples struck out the side, which is no surprise because he does that a lot. But. Um, he threw 17 pitches. Nine of them were strikes. I will say that the 11-run lead, I think, helped him a little bit because uh, everybody is frightened when they go up and he's pitching, right? Like, he is a scary motherfucker. You don't know where the ball's going. At one point, I saw Encarnacion lean way back one way, and I saw uh, Contreras catch the ball and, like, turn his head the other, other way, way completely. Yeah. Yeah, like, nobody knows where it's going <laughs> it was so that was such a crazy thing and uh according to the pitch tracks it would have been a strike except for he scared everybody near the plate away from seeing what happened this might be end up being my favorite storyline of the year if maples can stick with the club you know what i mean if he goes up there and scares the hell out of the other team Every day and get and let's say he ends up let let's say that Morrow never comes back and Maples ends up being the weird ass Mitch Williams closer on this team. This might be a fun summer. Just yeah, saying. I mean, I'm not saying we're there yet, but you know. No, like and, and it's it's like that fastball is just scary as shit. And then the slider looks like the fastball. <laughs> and everybody's like knee buckling fucking slider turns in away from the right-handed hitters like just freaks those fuckers out it's, it's fun it's to, hilarious watch. to yeah. watch it's i love it and you know the league might watch some tape and figure out what to do but i don't know man that i don't know it's so unique what maples does and you don't see a lot of that you know i, I don't know who would you compare it to i mean on the cubs 
you know, maybe it, when uh, Marmol's slider was really working for him, it, but it didn't really have that, like, oh, my God, he's going to kill me because it wasn't going 100 miles an hour. Well, and it wasn't, it wasn't coming at them. He wasn't throwing that pitch inside all the time. Like, I'm watching Maple's pitch today, and everything is fucking inside. Like, every time he misses, if he doesn't throw the ball where he wants it, it, it is up it in somebody's grill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, Marble would, that ball would dive out of the zone. You know, nobody, nobody's life was in danger when that was going on. Well, yeah, that's debatable, but. <laughs> well, I mean, but you know what, I, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when that ball would go in, it had a ton of movement. It would drop off the table and people would miss it. Like it was a great pitch, but. But yeah, this if, is if something I'm remembering unique, correctly. Yeah. It was dropping away from most yeah, hitters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out and away, I think. Yeah, to righties. Before we get started with this Cardinal series, uh, a little word from our sponsor over at mybookie.ag. I'm looking at today's line. Uh, we got Jack Flaherty going for the Cardinals versus Kyle Hendricks. The game's at Wrigley Field. It's cold outside. Uh, this game's a toss up. Uh, from what I can see, and I'm not much of a gambler, but if you are, you should go to mybookie.ag. You uh, look at the—I'm looking at the money line. They're both at negative 110. So to me, uh, this is a toss-up game. Um, I'm going to take Kyle at home. You know, I got to take Kyle at home. Uh, I know that it hasn't been a good start for the year for Kyle Hendricks, but there was that one time that he did great, and that was at Wrigley Field. And guess where today's game is? Wrigley Field. So go to mybucky.ag, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.ag, and place a bet. They're giving you money. Promo code RANTO. If you never want to hear an ad like this again, you know what to do. Patreon.com slash SunRanto. It's very easy. It's a dollar. You get your own RSS feed to put into whatever podcatcher you want. And um, anyway, join us. Patreon.com slash SunRanto. Thanks for all your support. So um, why don't we get into the Cardinals? And, y- you know, here's the cool thing about uh, how this how today's game went is uh, they used Webster and Maples today. They got the day off on Thursday. Um, they did not use Strope, who I guess, I mean, he pitched a lot on Sunday, so he was kind of shut down still for Tuesday. Um he, well, when, they when, just didn't need him in that fifteen inning. Yeah, they well, they could have used him against Seattle, but Cshek got it and fist pumped. And um, but they haven't really used um, Strope, so he's going to be fresh for this series with the Cardinals. He hasn't pitched since Sunday, so that's a good thing. But to, let's start off the Cardinals portion of the preview part of this episode by playing yet another voicemail message uh, that we got, and it is Cardinals related. So, are you ready for this? Uh, hey, it's 2016, Colin. Remember me? Oh, yeah, here we are, right at the beginning of the dynasty. The Cubs, whoo, we're set up. We're set up for five more years. All we're going to do is win, win, win. World Series after World Series. Chris Bryant's the best baseball player of all time. Nothing could go wrong. <laughs> Uh, just kidding. It's Dennis. Fuck the Cubs. Cardinals are in first place. <laughs> What's up? We about to sweep your ass. Ozuna. Oh. 
are going to beat up on you guys worse than Addison Russell beats up on his wife. Ooh. Chris Bryant's batting 2.30. 2.30. <laughs> oh, man, you Darvish is the biggest waste of money in the entire major league. <laughs> oh, shit. Joe Madden's probably going to get fired. And we're going to win another one. Hey, man, that one-year dynasty, though, is great. It was great. Never forget. 2016, baby. I love you. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, oh, man. I can't wait to throw that back in his face later this year. Yeah, Dennis, our Cardinals fan friend, could not join us because he's involved with the show at Trapdoor Theater that everybody should see. Um, but, yeah, you couldn't come on. But he uh, was kind enough to uh, tr- trash talk us <laughs> on the Sunranto Ranchers line at 872-216-5375. So, yeah. um, call, the, call the family that you don't like to talk to and tell them that's the number. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the Cardinals, they are in first place, as Dennis just let us know. Um, they um, recently swept Milwaukee in St. Louis. They beat uh, Cincinnati two of three. Uh, they first they took the first two from DC on the road. I don't know what they're doing tonight. What are they doing tonight? But they're winning. <laughs> you know they keep winning. Um, I don't see that. Are they even? They are playing tonight and tomorrow. So that is an advantage. Cubs is that the they have four with the Nationals. The game is over. They won five to one. Tonight. Yeah, see, fuckers. So they took the first three, and uh, now they're gonna play tomorrow and. Probably win that one, too, and then come to Wrigley Field. But at least they'll be hopefully tired. I hope tomorrow's game between the Cardinals and the Nationals goes 87 innings. Record. So, um, anyway, the Cubs, they did not do well against St. Louis last year. They had a losing record. It, it wasn't terrible, 9-10. and 10. Uh, But the Cardinals are better than they were before. Uh, the Are they? I, they are. They are. are they? Yes. Like, yes. Get it. They are better and they are better than uh, the Brewers. They, I, I know they you playing, think. You, I will give you they are playing pretty well now. Their bullpen is holding together. They're uh, they're starters. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a little icky. We, our starters are definitely better than their starters. I got I got you. I mean, yeah. in in. I mean, the offense I haven't looked too deeply into, but last I saw they had an extra two runs in the run differential column. Like, uh, and that's probably gone by now after 11 nothing. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I see them. I see them with their, uh, you know, whatever their fucking record is right now, 20 and 16. It's It's good. They're they're definitely playing good right now. Well, they improved. I mean, they got Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, Dexter Fowler is having a a great year. You know, probably the best year he's had as a Cardinal so far. You know, right now Fowler's batting three thirteen. He only has one home run though, so it's kind yeah, of an. See, em- but I feel this is bat- devil Cardinals devil magic that I'm feeling right now. I'm not feeling actual good baseball team. I'm feeling the devil magic. Does that make sense? Well, I, they have a good team. I don't know what you – Paul DeJong is a great shortstop. You know, he's a shortstop with power. He's not – I don't think he's as good as Javi, although some Cardinal fans were disagreeing with that this week. Oh, Mar- Marcelo Zuna has lots of power. 
If Fowler can get on base, they got Jose Martinez. You know, he's got lots of power. Matt Carpenter is Matt Carpenter. They still got Yachty, who's somehow defying the laws of of physics with playing like an elite catcher at his age. And they've got a flame-throwing, uh, well, a closer that the Cubs have actually lit up before. But the young uh, Jordan Hicks, they, they've improved. They're a good team. Carlos Martinez is on the 10-day DL. Do you want to guess why? <laughs> I, I'm assuming that he's having a hard time uh, walking normally. Yeah, he's got some extra, I don't know, it's, well, pustules. <laughs> he's got pustules yeah. hanging off his balls. Um, So, um, yeah, the Cardinals. Uh, offensively, there's only .05. In OPS, that separates the Cubs and the Cardinals. Uh, the Cubs have only hit one more homer. And these, by the way, are before tonight's game. So I'm sure like we are probably ahead. Uh, or maybe, I don't know what they did tonight. Uh, the Cubs have only taken five more walks. And the Cardinals have struck out two more times. That's pretty even Steven so far uh, until tonight. It is they pretty both even tonight. Steven. But the <laughs> Cubs also went, what, did they start the season like what, like four and twelve? <laughs> like yeah, they were bad. sucking yeah, yeah. ass at the beginning of the season. Yeah, what's your point? I, I'm I'm saying that they are uh, they, they they but remember they, they won are all those keeping they're keeping pace with the Cardinals who seem to have been having a good season all year long. Yeah, but the Cubs were losing games that they scored ten runs in. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. Yeah, those it days. was it was quite something. Well, I, I cried myself to sleep a few nights. We'll all look back on the April of 2019 and cry. Um, so uh, pitching wise, uh, the Cards ERA is uh, less than a quarter run worse. The uh, team ERA. Um, they've allowed the second most homers in the majors, though, and the most in the National League. And this is significant. 19 more than the Cubs have. That's a lot for just a month. It's like, not it's not a homer a game, but it's significant, I think. Um, uh, the Cubs have walked six more batters. Uh, they're both, uh, both teams though are in the bottom of the majors, the bottom 10, the worst 10. And, um, defensively the Cubs are fourth in errors. So that's getting a little better. They were kicking around on uh, Tuesday night against the Mariners, but we won. And, um, they have seven more errors than the Cardinals who are uh, defensively in the middle of the road in that category. Um, looking at the catching situation in which we haven't really done this year in this segment, um, Runners are four for five trying to steal off Yachty. Oh, fucking Rizzo. That's why Rizzo was, uh, you know, working his legs into shape out there in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, he's like, ah, here we go. I've been waiting my entire career to steal a base off Yadier Molina. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, that so uh, maybe there is a little bloom off the rose there. Um uh, the the uh, for the Cubs, and this isn't all just Wilson Contreras. It's got a Caratini stat in there too, I believe. But uh, runners are nine for fourteen, which is better than Yadier Molina. So 
All I can assume is that at this juncture in 2019, um, Wilson Contreras is the superior catcher. Would you? Would I, you agree? I would agree. Yeah. So um, now let's get into the Sunrant of Show's favorite defensive stat. Oh, too bad you didn't keep that one going. I couldn't. I ran out of breath. The Cardinals <laughs> have the second best dur in the major leagues at 729. The Cubs are 21st, 691, but we're making that high climb to 700, baby. I think we'll get there soon. So, uh, Michael, why don't you give us a little... So I picked up this rake at Home Depot. Hey. I've got some of those. Uh, well, you know, and I decided I would look real quick, see where they're at for the season. Um, since, you know, we are just completing the first month. And uh, you mentioned him er- earlier, Paul DeJong. I know I'm mispronouncing his name, but I don't give a fuck. Uh, he has a 10-10 OPS uh, so far this season. 10-10. 10-10. Yeah. 10-10. average, 403 on base percentage, 607 slugging. He's got five home runs. And, you know, 14 doubles, one triple. Like, he is having a good time at the plate. That 342 average, he's dangerous. He kills the Cubs, dude. He just fucking kills us. Yes. <laughs> we're screwed oh oh you know what i take it back he had a bad day he's at 986 no <laughs> oh. more 1010 10. yeah i say 86 336 average 396 obp 590 slugging he must add an over today well i know i mentioned this on the the show before but against the cubs paul goldsmith has 187 plate appearances and he's batting 358, OBP 471, slugging 699, and he has 14 home runs. So pretty much you can guess that one hey, out why of every- you, Why you got to bring up some old shit, man? 1.107 <laughs> OPS. Um, the only good news I have is that the only um, OPSs that he has uh, that's better the, than that are against the Tampa Bay Rays which is a very small sample size because they didn't play them much uh, being in Arizona all those years. And the Brewers, which I think we've already seen this year. Um, yeah. Yeah, as Goldschmidt at least beats up on them too. Well, so. look, uh, you know, and I'm I'm not overly concerned about Paul DeJong. DeJong? Yeah, but how about know. Paul He's Goldschmidt? Good. He is good, <laughs> but whatever. The, the guy that frustrated me when they signed him last year and continues to frighten me more than anybody else on this team is Marcelo Zuna who has a, a 1004 OPS. He's hitting 279, but he's uh, got a 370 OBP and a 635 slugging. He's got 10 home runs this year. Like he's, let's see, Paul Goldschmidt has nine. Nobody else is closer than uh, DeJong at five. So he's, you know, Marcelo Zuna is, is far and away the most dangerous hitter, I think, power-wise. 
and he's the guy that they got less than uh stanton you know he costs less they're gonna keep him longer i don't know marcelo zuna he he frightens me yeah i'm looking up that trade right now and uh Cardinals got Ozuna for uh, Sandy Alcantara. Which oh, shit. Remember when Andy said on the Ivy Envy show, he's like, I've got a Sandy Alcantara. <laughs> he's funny. not even the best Alcantara we've ever seen. <laughs> he actually might be. Eventually. Yeah, he probably is. Mag- Ayers Mendy is, I don't know where he's playing now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Magnuris Sierra, who I've. I believe we might have seen him too. And then uh, Zach Gallen, who I think in Daniel Castano is the only one I haven't heard of. So they got quite a package and, you know, St. Louis is pretty decent at uh, developing players because they get all those extra small market draft picks, assholes. Yeah. So, um, so where were, oh, we were on rakes. Yes. Yeah. Um, they got quite a few. I mean, they're, they, they yeah. rake it like we do rake. Mar- Marcelo Zuna and uh, DeJong over the last week. Wait, no, you were, were um, you talking about Paul DeJong the whole time when I was talking about Paul Goldschmidt? Yes. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> um, no, uh, Harrison Bader Ginsburg has uh, been having a good week. He's got 1192 OPS, but only in 13 at bats. Uh, Jose Martinez, though. Uh, 438, 500, 563 slash line. No, it's gone up. They just, they literally just updated this from their game. Well, you don't today. have to do it from today. Just like, right. Tell me what you're, you're saying. Yeah. Oh, you're well, just... he's, he, he, he actually raised all those numbers. Your point today. is that all their players are good. And they all rake for the most part, unless you want to get, move on to flakes. Yeah. Let's move on to flakes. Give me a flake. Since my grunge days, remember them? <laughs> Eddie Vedder doesn't, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> based upon that phone call. Well, I know you love him, and you're you for some reason have this like fucking soft spot in your heart for him. I love catchers, but, but Yadi Molina, Yadi Molina is flaking on the year to date. He's also flaking over the last week. He's limping. He's limping in with his half a ball or whatever he's got left. Oh, that's right. I forgot about his ballless ways. Yeah. The only the only balls he's got are stuck to his chest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh It's a disheartening fucking situation that we're in right now. <laughs> <laughs> so Yachty on the season 261, 288, 387. For a 676 OPS, he's only got two home runs. Yeah. But he's actually second on the team with 21 RBI. So he's actually, he's getting it done when he has to. He's just that guy. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of a Rizzo guy where even when he sucks, he he seems Still to get things getting done. It done. Yeah. Cuz he's I mean he's like he's kind of got that Javi brain going on like, you know, just the that extra IQ that can make things happen, you know, yep. like on a baseball field, you know, in your favor. Yeah. So is that your but, only uh, flake? Is anybody else? Yeah. One other guy, uh, a guy you couldn't quit talking about, um, Paul Goldschmidt, even though we weren't talking about him. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt is not playing well right now. On the season, he's doing okay. He's got nine home runs. Like, he's showing some power. But over the last week, he's batting 200, 259, and 200 for a 459 OPS. And he actually raised that today. 
But he's he got was, nine. He was hundred points he's lower got than that. Nine earlier. home runs. Come on, the dude. He does have nine home runs. I'm just saying that right now. Tell me like, you're not scared of him. He's not flaking for the season, but this last week he's been struggling. I'm, so I'm let's, let's hope out. he's in a he's in a little bit of a slump right now. That's what I'm hoping. I'm trying to give you the most up to date. All right, all right. I'll, I'll look at it as the glass is half full. Yeah, um, yeah. Yep. So let, but that's it. It's you know, for Yachty is flaking on the season. Goldschmidt's flaking this last week. Okay, let's do throws. Let's, oh, I always do it backwards. All right, I'll do it right this time. Yeah, let's do the throw it. All right. Um, so year to date, let's see. God, this is not very good. See, they're pitch. This is why I'm so fucking like surprised that these guys are are doing as well as they are. Um, of the guys we're going to see, and actually all their starters, their best pitcher is uh, Adam Wainwright. Yeah, yeah. At three seventy three ERA and a one thirty four WHIP. Yeah. Well, we're not. I mean, except for Quintana, we're not exactly throwing up. You know, some, no, but some he's got a he's got ERAs. a two fifty four average against. You know, looking at our guys, we got. I mean, Cole Hamels is below that. Uh, John Lester is half of that, and Katana is below that. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but Lester's not pitching in this series, <laughs> right? Lester's not pitching in the series, and the guys we have, uh, yeah, you Darvish and Kyle Hendricks are not so hot, but. My point being, this is their best pitcher. Uh, Adam Wayne, Wainwright is the, the absolute best. Uh, out of the bullpen, John Brebbia has pitched 16.1 innings. He has a .55 ERA and a .86 whip. But John Gant, you were talking about him earlier. I think he's uh, their closer now, right? No, no, they're closer. No, he's got two saves. But Jordan Hicks. Is Hicks, yeah, yeah, their closer is Hicks. That, that's the flamethrower. Yeah, well, but John Gant uh, has twenty innings pitched. He's got a uh, where is it point nine zero ERA and a point six five WHIP. So out of your bullpen, look for uh, John Brebbia and John. Yeah, Gant. no, Those no guys are tough. We want no, no Jays, no Jordans, no John, no and no Johns to right. come out against us. Like, you know, hopefully we're by ahead by so much that they've already, that they're just throwing in like Yachty to pitch at that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. Like we had, uh, we had three, we had the uh, three catcher matchup earlier today. We had a catcher on the mound. Uh, for the Marlins, oh yeah, a catcher catching and a, and Taylor Davis catcher at the plate. It was good. I always love seeing that. Not the, All right, not not the, a- not the Marlins, the Mariners. I always oh, I make the-, the same mistake. I wrote Marlins like five times today. <laughs> I I and we just faced them too, and also they're coming to back to town on. Uh, oh, I don't want to give away uh, Cubstradamus's. Uh, yeah, the Mariners. You know, we don't see the Mariners until September. Long time between Mariners uh, series, even oh. though we saw fucking like uh, the Diamondbacks. I don't know four days after we saw. Yeah, them we're in done. With, we're done with the D bags. Yeah, uh, D bags gone. How much fatter will Vogelbach be when he comes back in September after eating all that road food? 
Oh, the Vogie Hoagie? Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be eating the Vogie Hoagie every day. Yeah, we got to mention that the vote when they asked Theo Epstein about the Vogie Hoagie, how he said, well, I got the Montgomery World Series ring. <laughs> the, I'm sorry. Everybody was like playing that up and loving on uh, Theo Epstein. That, that's a shitty comeback. Yeah, not, not really catchy, right? You know, I did the same kind of, uh, I was like, well, yeah, that's what you mean, but not if, Now, if clever. he had gone with the Montgomery onion rings, right? Like just yeah, an onion rings and not still not series? good. Yeah, I, I think it's worse, actually. Hey, it would have made people actually think about it. I don't know. It was bad. Yeah, people thinking is never a good thing. We all know yeah. this. I don't know. Maybe you just say, yeah, it was fucking good, but I don't want another one. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'd, Montgomery rhymes with nothing. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, well, you got the Vogue no, Yogi. The, like, they, they're like, oh, the did Monty you have the Vogue Yeah, I liked it, but I didn't want another one. You know, and like, you fucking move on. Well, I don't know. Either way, they, was, at least they're not selling Dan Vogelbach uh, chocolate-covered crickets. That's right. I don't know who that's named after. Ichiro? <laughs> Terrible. Ichi- racist. What? It is not Ichiro. He's cricket-like. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and, and as I've just proven, obviously there was nothing Theo could have said that would have come off okay. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I had like five goes at it and they all sucked. <laughs> you think about it. Um, in fact, if you can think of something better that Theo should have said, why don't we uh, make that an entry into the scavenger hunt? Uh, uh, send it on. The, um, yeah. You got to call into the ranchers line though. Yeah. Yeah. You, but you got to call that one in eight, seven, two, two, one, six, five, three, seven, five and say what Theo should have said instead of his stupid quip. Yeah. In response to the Vogie Hoagie. So question. we got to do blows, though. But so we All can right. Move on. Hey, All right. Put on. your fucking lips together. Just put your lips together and blow. Okay. <sighs> or. Always <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Yeah. All right. Well, apparently, Miles Michaelis had a pretty good outing today. But prior to this. Uh, he was over, he had a 5.29 ERA. He's lowered that to 4.73. It sucks that they finished this game, but I don't know. He, I had him on my blows list, uh, but now he doesn't really fit. Looks like uh, Hudson. Who is it? I don't even know who the fuck Hudson is. Dakota Hudson. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, he's Dakota a starter. Hudson we're not, we're not five, facing six, him. Three. Yeah, we don't face either one of those guys, right? Who sucks out of the pen? How's how's uh, anybody sucking in the pen, at least, that we can yes. look forward? Okay, good. Uh, Ponce de Leon. Oh, the, the fountain of hits. The, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is the fountain of hits, and apparently he's been uh, eating, got some runs. Um, over the last seven days, he has a 54 ERA. Because in 1.1 innings, uh, he gave up nine hits and eight runs. Was that yeah. recently? Yeah, that was just over the last week. Oh, because I he's not on their depth chart. I wonder if they sent his ass down. Um, no, well, yeah, year to date, he's at like a seven three zero. Did they send him down? I was gonna go with Reyes, but I think they got rid of him. Reyes is still hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and- was doing. 
he he doesn't have much going on. But uh, yeah, I got Daily Own. Well, I don't know. Andrew Maybe Andrew hurt. Miller's in there now. You know, in his Jesus year, old it Miller is. time. Yeah, what is Miller doing? He's, he's I've been looking five, at it. Uh, he's got a five five six over eleven point one innings pitched. Is he hurt? Eleven point one doesn't seem like a lot. I mean, you got Gant has twenty, Brebia has eighteen. Well, he's a lefty. Maybe they're just using him for that right now, and it's just not going well. I don't know. Well, right. you know, but we've seen we've seen Miller before, so yeah, I haven't seen. Is there any news on? You think De Leon got uh, sent down? Well, no, I'm, he pitched against Cincinnati on the twenty eighth. Unless yeah. they literally sent him down yesterday. Yeah, he, they might have. I don't know. Ponce did. Well, I hope we see him because uh, he's a kid. It says. Uh, oh, and I'm saying the wrong fucking guy. Dominic Leon, because they have a Dominic Leon and a Ponce de Leon. Daniel Ponce de Leon. Yeah. So it's. A oh, di- so scratch all that shit. It's not de Leon. It's. It's Dave D. D. Leone. <laughs> Dominic. Oh my God. Well, anybody named. So, all right. So we want no relievers coming out with J's in, in their first names, but anybody who's got some sort of like lion type name. Well, I think Ponce de Leon is actually injured. I don't think he's even pitching right now. All right. Yeah. Well, 423 pitched five. All right, this is a fail. The, you know, do you know what this blows really is, this what, segment? They got all these guys <laughs> the same fucking name. I got really confused there. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. All right. Yeah. This is some fucking excellent analysis. Well, I'm looking at D Leon. What the You're, Dominic Leon. Whatever. Sucks. Anybody named Lion is bad. Anybody with a J is good. Um, sca- let's get into the scavenger hunt. Um, so I, I, I also, God damn. I hate when shit like when that you fuck up live and I don't cut it out. Yeah. Oh my God. It was terrible. It was so like, <laughs> and then I'm looking and I'm like, this seems weird right now. <laughs> so, uh, not only should you call in eight, seven, two, two, one, six, five, three, seven, five, and say what Theo should have quipped back. But, uh, you know, Michael, uh, you just had a nice little line. Uh, Harrison Bader Ginsburg, you know, I love that. So I, I think this could go one of two ways. Um, either you, uh, Photoshop and you got to have some skills, Photoshop Ruth Bader Ginsburg onto Harrison Bader or vice versa. Harrison Bader onto Ruth Ginsburg. Did I say Harrison Bader Ginsburg? Onto Ruth? <laughs> oh, whatever. Yeah, you know so. what I mean? <laughs> and just make a mashup of the two in some fun way and uh, tweet that out. Hashtag scavenger hunt. Tag me at Sunranto. Put it on the Ranters page. Make sure I see it. And uh, you'll be entered to win um, the DVD that I have here. And I'm going to throw in this. This is called Wrigley Field, home of the Chicago Cubs. 100 years of Wrigley Field. Um, and I also have, and this is kind of cool. A 2006, it's a little beat up, I'll, I'll be honest, because it was at the bottom of the crate and I didn't realize I had it, but it's pretty cool. It's the magnet schedule from opening day 2016. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so that, I think that's a pretty decent prize. And I, I will admit, it's a little beat up, but it's, it's, it's the thing. It is the year 
that uh, Dennis says we should remember forever. Yep. Um, so, uh, Do you know the Cardinals also have a guy named Ty Webb on their team? Like from Caddyshack? No, I, I, you know what? I know this is ridiculous, but I never really saw Caddyshack. I've seen parts of it, but I know about the Groundhog and Bill Murray, but, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. But, you know. <laughs> that is hilarious. The guy, from, right. the guy from Too Close for Comfort was in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're taking from you know? I didn't you see it. I, hey, I'm jealous of you because you get to watch it for the first time and enjoy it. Well, what if I don't like it? That's why. I mean, what if I'm the? Uh, what if I watch it and I'm like, eh, I don't like Caddyshack, and then everybody hates me from then on because I I didn't like Caddyshack. Right, because you didn't see it when you were like uh, five years old, six years old. And right, like there was boobies in it, and they were smoking grass, and there was a fucking a little like puppet rodent, and it was like hitting all the good spots for a little kid. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't see it. So no, but so we'll see. Someday I'll watch it. You know, but. It ain't going to be tonight, because tonight I'm going to tell you about game one of this series. Um, Jack Flaherty, 3-1 and one with a 4.06, versus Kyle Hendricks, 1-4 with a 5.33. Flaherty, seven innings pitched of shutout ball against Cincinnati last time he went out there. We faced him three times last year. We got five runs in 12.2 innings over the course of three. You okay over there? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I had a I had a, a spicy hairball. cricket fly in my mouth. We got five runs off in uh, almost 13 innings over three games. Um, one of the games, he struck out nine Cubs, and they beat us 18-5. to five. Talk about a game I blacked out. I'm like, I do not remember <laughs> that game, and I'm not looking it up. Um, Contreras homered off of him. That's the only thing you can really, you know, say anything good about. Right, and you can guarantee that Contreras will be playing for the rest of the year. Yeah, exactly. Every <laughs> inning of every game. Um, so uh, now Kyle Hendricks, we talked about him on the last show, but seven runs against Arizona in five innings, and um, it's it's weird because like he beat the Diamondbacks and struck them out eleven times at Wrigley Field. A week later, he's getting blown up. I don't know what's going on with Kyle. Um, he's only had one good start all year. You know, I don't know if he's a slow starter or what's going on, but he either way, he was really oh, good. Oh, he's at- definitely a slow starter. Bada-bing. <laughs> um, last year, he was great against the Cardinals, though, so this could be a good thing. Um, he went – I remember this game. He went eight innings pitched against uh, – the Cardinals on September 28th and beat them. Um, he faced them four times total and the Cubs won all the games. So uh, Carpenter has three homers off of him, but it did take him 45 plate appearances. Ozuna has two homers and he's batting near 400. So I'm Ozuna you, loves I don't to like Ozuna on yeah. this team. Yeah. He's the guy like Stanton, whatever, but Ozuna is the guy that's just, you're scared of him. Oh, in, in, what I'm scared of is he'll just be there forever. And and you know it's going to – and so you're going to have to face Ozuna and Goldschmidt in the same lineup. It's just – it's tough. It's, yeah. t- it's tough to – it's tough to stomach. It's going to be a tough weekend. Goldschmidt is uh, – he's he's struggling right now, though. Yeah, That's what yeah, I'm telling yeah. you. He's, he's in a little mini slump. Right. Thanks for reminding me. Thanks for reminding me. I'll jump off – I'll 
I'll jump off this ledge now. <laughs> so I don't have to you don't have to be reminded again. Um so anyway, it Kyle does well. Flaherty does well. Could be a pitcher's duel. I don't know. Think it, it's gonna be cold, you know, it's gonna be in the fifties. Not great weather this weekend still. Uh early May, Chicago. Uh forty eight degree high they're predicting right now. That's not great. Yeah. Uh, it but it's snowed here yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Snowed there. It snowed here, yeah. It's been shitty for like a week, right? Yeah, it's been shitty all week. Um, yeah, it's going to be cold pretty much. Sunday looks nicer, but then, of course, then you got a night game, so it's going to be down to the 50s again. Oh, yeah. We are stuck for the next three weeks. Sunday uh, nights, yeah. We have ESPN Sunday night games. Yeah, it's very sad about it. God, it sucks. Yeah, so, and it's 55 and cloudy Saturday. At least it's not supposed to rain. It's been raining all week. It's supposed to at least stop. So that'll be a nice reprieve. Game two, uh, Michael Waka. Waka, waka, waka. Two now, and Cubs, Cubs love Michael Waka. Yeah, we do. Um, 478 ERA on the year so far. Going against you, Darvish. So this might be a sh- nice shit showy game. Um uh, I, I hope Darvish goes eight innings, shut up ball, two hits, like, and Waka gets blown the fuck up. That's what I want to happen. But so far, Darvish on the year has got a 5.02 baby steps. Uh, he's won two games. Uh, this game's at 3 o'clock, actually, not at 1.20. 3 o'clock, and it's on WGN, our old friend in our last year of the good old Wogan. <laughs> Do you think people <laughs> ever called it Wogan? The Wogan? No, the Wogan. I've, I've called it Wagon. Yeah, the Wagon. So Waka, <laughs> he gave up three. Where did you get Wogan? WGN. Wogan. It's like GIF versus JIF. Ah, okay. Wigen. Wigen. It's Wagon versus Wogan. So um, Waka gave up three through five against DC last time. The Cubs faced him twice last year and got 11 runs in 9.2 innings pitched. So that's kind of cool. Rizzo has three homers and 44 at-bats and is batting 455. Bryant has four homers and 37 at-bats. 324 he's batting. Hap, oh, Hap's not on the team. That's too bad because he's got three homers against um, Michael Waka, and so does Kyle Schwarber. Three homers, and they each have 11 plate appearances with nearly identical numbers. They love him. They should just bring up half for the series. They really should. Let all more take a few reps down in AAA. Defense is overrated. Well, anyway, uh, speaking of defense being overrated, um, Hayward sucks against Michael Waka somehow, even though he's a right-handed pitcher. I don't understand. Hey, that's old Hayward. Yeah, yeah. New it's Hayward's going to Hayward. We're in new Hayward territory. So you, Darvish, gave up one run on only two hits and struck out eight against the D-Bags. When you put it that way, and don't think about the first two innings, when he got in all that trouble last time, walking and throwing balls over dudes' heads, he did walk four. Um, Now, uh, this is kind of fun. You're going to enjoy this. Uh, uh, Paul Goldschmidt against you, Darvish, 0 for 8 with seven strikeouts. Wow. But your worst fears will be realized because Ozuna has homered off of him. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I, I don't know. This all seems like fun so far. Um, game three, 
Adam Wainwright, three and two and a three seventy three, going up against Q. This is actually the marquee pitching matchup. Yeah, it seems like it is. Um, and um, Jose is, is three and one on the year with a three forty eight. So that's pretty good. Thirty eight strikeouts, thirty three innings. You'll take that any day. Wayno, as he's known in Saint Toothless. Uh, he gave up two runs on six hits against Washington D.C., and he went. He pitched into the seventh. Uh, last year we saw him twice, and we got five runs over ten innings pitched. So that's pretty good over two innings or two games, and he went five in each game. Um, but no Cub really has very good numbers against Wainwright. They all have like one home run, but lots of at bats, and it's all very below average and very boring. So uh, Wainwright has pitched well against us in his career. Um, Q, he gave up three runs in that and threw 5.2 innings in that marathon 15-inning game against Arizona. He did give up two home runs in that game towards the end uh, there when he was kind of losing it. Um, uh, Last year against St. Louis, it was not good. He gave up 13 runs through 19 innings, and the Cubs lost three of the four games. Goldschmidt has two homers in eight at bats against him, and um, the Cardinals have a 950 OPS overall in 148 plate appearances. So they've kind of done pretty damned well against Jose Quintana. In fact, I would wouldn't I'm not going to look it up because I don't want to see it, but I would uh, venture a guess that Jose Quintana was the starting pitcher in that 18 to five loss. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I could be I'm, wrong. I'm, yeah. Yeah. So. I'm, it, I'm saying sweep. I think the Cubs are going to sweep this. So It's going to be I tough. It's going to be that's, tough. That's where I'm at with this. I don't think the Cardinals are that good. It would certainly make a statement. You know, I'm, I'd, take, I'd take meatloaf in this one and be happy. Uh, I would hate to lose two or three to the Cardinals at home. That always is bad. And God damn it, if it went the other way, I mean – you know, well, I just don't know what I'll do. No, I mean, obviously, if they if they win two out of three, I'm happy with that. Uh, you know, I want them to win this series. Well, yeah, course, I mean, it's but... the, it's a difference between picking up a full game. I know it's early, and we shouldn't talk about Gabe's back that much, but hey, it matters to me, and I look. Um, I I think it would be nice to pick up three games, and it's possible. I mean, I, I, aren't we only three games out? Three, yes, three out, and the Brewers are three and a half. So if the Brewers lose tomorrow, the Cubs could be in first place by the end of the weekend. So let's let's look at the glass half full. Well, I'm going to look at it as half empty. Hi, Cubs, Um Kind of hoping you wouldn't show after I, you know, rescheduled the recording of the, the show. Yeah. It's, how do you... How do you... How do you always know? Because it's not because you're clairvoyant in any way. Well, I'm obviously clairvoyant. I predict things on this podcast all the time. Pretty much every single show is ended by me looking into the future and letting you know what's going to happen. This show? Yeah, the Sunranto show, the one I'm on right now, Idiots. The one you're doing now, all you're right, saying you right. predict the future. Cubs, let's just let him do his poem and get the hell out of here. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. 
Well, uh, you might detect in my voice that I'm a little sad today. Because I'm, I will admit that there was a prediction that I made that sadly is not going to come true. And I've written about it in poem form. I've got something to say, I'll say sadly. I was wrong predicting the return of Addy. He'll be down in the monks till he stops being a punk as the cubbies are hosting. That poem was written badly. Your daddy. Did I hit it? (laughs) Your daddy. I actually got the rhyme thing right that time, right? Yeah, you, you did, Michael. I'm very proud of you, but the answer was completely incorrect. Miami. The Cubs are playing Miami beginning Monday. Hold on. Last place, Sadly, Miami. Sadly, Addy, Miami. Yeah. Miami, Addy. <laughs> I'm still, I'm, hold on. Sadly, he's, he's, and he's he's just you know he's not good at a lot of things. Just give it to him, and let's. I don't it. know if you're worse at poems or predicting the future. Well, like this I, one, you clearly got wrong. Poetry is really more of a hobby, and uh, predicting is just who I am. So, well, guys, um, I'm I'm uh, I guess you don't want to talk about the first part of my poem, but you know I'm I'm pretty down in the dumps that you know the Cubs are. Going to be without their all-star shortstop, Addison Russell, for that much longer. Seems like a big mistake to me. Anyway, uh, I got to get down to Cubs headquarters and pick up my paycheck. So uh, talk to you later. Bye, Cubs Ramazon. Is Cubs Cubsterdamus actually just Phil Rogers in a stinky robe? <laughs> I've never met Phil, so I, I really can't say. Oh, so possibility. Yeah, yeah, I won't rule it out. Let's put it that way. Um, but I, I, I guess Cubstradamus might be on the Cubs payroll. And uh, maybe this all those poems he's been saying about Addison Russell were a little like a uh, little PR, paid for PR, as Evan Altman would put it, prostitution. Yep. So uh, TFC's. Let's uh, let's get the fuck out of here, shall I we? I don't have one because I I read mine earlier. The uh, you know that response to the guy thinking that Phil Rogers was paid off by the Cubs, well, or Phil, not paid off but threatened threatened well, by the Cubs. We, we will say what Phil Rogers said, and because I did have that as a TFC. Um, and you know, the funny thing is, is that the way Phil Rogers said it was by retweeting Mark Gonzalez, who reported Russell to be optioned Thursday. It's all Mark said. Phil Rogers retweet quote tweeted him and said, is this a baseball decision or a decision based on public opinion? Cubs 200 at Cubs. He tagged the Cubs. 240 and 150 with Russell as starting shortstop. No reason to throw away winning formula. Mm, yeah. Well, I mean, he's right in that Addison Russell was the only player on any of those teams. Oh, wait. No, he's not right about that. <laughs> I, yeah. I believe Addison Russell doesn't. He might have. I would love to see what the war, like his war over that stretch, you know, is maybe what, like 
at best is probably in the sevens or eights. So eight games can be attributed to him out of the, those like 400 that he marked up. Yeah. I, I mean, there's so much wrong with the presumptions in, you know, wanting of that stat because that entire team was built. I don't think, I think that if you switch out Addison Russell for a replacement level shortstop, I mean, he's worth 12 war in his whole career, which, uh, so that averages what three war a year. Like, Hey, we still come in second last year, but <laughs> you know, <it's, laughs> right. But you know, it's just like, I, I really feel like if, even if you had a one or two war shortstop, you're still going to win as much as you did. Like you might, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Is it, yeah. Is it going to be what, like two thirty nine and one forty one? Instead, you know, it's, it's it, not going to be that big of a difference, especially when you figure just because he's not there, it doesn't, it's not like they're going to leave it at that point. Like Javi goes over there and then you actually have room at second base for, you know, one of their other guys. Yeah. You know, Zobrist, Hap, uh, who else did they have there? I mean, Bodie could still come up because he can play second base. Like, there's a lot, a lot of people can play second base. Yeah. Um, so he's got an OPS plus in his career, Addison Russell, of 87. Yeah. And if people are wondering what the OPS plus means, 100 is the average, right? Yeah. So he so- is 13% below. Uh, well, not a replacement level, but below uh, the average. The average. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said that weird. <laughs> the average. The average. Yeah. yeah. The average player. The average. The average. Um, Fernando Fernandez. Yeah, says, but, oh, the average. Good. Average. That got a little play on the Sun Ranto Ranchers page. <laughs> uh, Fernando Fernandez. Lyle had a braid fart. So um, it's. Uh, I can't talk. So I got a, a little Ponce de Leon on my mind. Yeah. So, uh, but here's a, my last TFC and, um, there's, I was, I don't know why I engage with these people, but sports guy 70 on Twitter. <laughs> um, I, I just loved, uh, how right before, like moments before in my feed, um, he, uh, that Schwarber hit a home run and won the game for the Cubs. Um, he, uh, wrote, Schrauber is up, S-C-H-W-R-A-B-E-R. Schrauber is up. This inning is over. No, bitch, the game is over, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> so uh, Nice. That You know, that's the uh, how that one age. Yeah, and yeah, exa- and I didn't come back from him because I did not want to engage in because he's the one I was engaging in. I should have mentioned this first. He's the one I was engaging with on the Javi slump. Like he said... Javi slumping. And I said, he said three homers and is batting nearly 400 in the last seven days. If that's slumping, it's going to be incredible when he comes out of it. And no. yeah. he, he wrote, and this is another TFC. If he's batting nearly 400, why is his BA going down? Because of one game, idiot. Right. Look at the one game. Exactly. No, you know, and I, I actually saw somebody out there say uh and i don't know who it was but they said they hoped hayward gets sent down to des moines 
The monks? Yeah, somehow. Cut out your tongue. Yeah, somehow somebody mentioned Hayward and, and you know, this fucking cube came back with, like, I hope he gets sent down to Des Moines. Holy How does do you not notice that Hayward is actually having a great year? Because you're not even a Cubs fan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, neither are we anymore. Spagog! Spagog. <laughs> Because I am just a fan And I spent most of my money On sausages and beer And I was there when they won it last year All pressured anticipation Had the city tightly wrought With a 5-3 combination As the sailing ball was caught Half a dozen generations who had lived to see the day The Cubs would take the season all the way Now we're coming back to Wrigley trophy home like old Caesar on the Appian way back in ancient Rome while the cities of the vanquished have to turn around and look as history's inscribed into the books now we're coming back to
I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. 
Bite Clear Aligners are doctor directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. <laughs> 